0: Hi, I'm Jason Jessup. I'm the CEO of Magna Mining. Magna is a Sudbury focused nickel copper PGM exploration development company with two significant assets in the Sudbury region. Hello. Hey, Matt. That's When did we see
1: when did we see, so the last, it was London? Yeah, it's been London since May. It's been a little bit. So you've been busy?
0: Yeah, we've been really busy. We have uh, two drills turning out of Crane Hill. Okay. We got a third drill that'll be starting very shortly at Shakespeare. Um, you know we're working on uh some some permitting some of the approvals we need to do bulk sample and some uh some advanced exploration underground mining yeah uh, so yeah we've been really busy.
1: It's pretty weird the kind of if I'm listening to the narrative where I'm standing uh enough out there people seem really excited about this bulk sample because you might be able to sell it and generate some cash it's it, not the point but it's not the point I, I suspect it's nice but it's not the point what do you going to be able to learn from that exercise with the bulk sample why are you doing it?
0: So back in January, we uh, drilled a hole, hole 13 in our program at Crane Hill mm. and it started right at the top of the 109 football zone. It was actually testing a target at depth and when we got the acid results back and we knew we were going to intersect a portion of, mm. of the 109 um, but the results were much better than we expected and we had some, some semi-massive and some massive sulfide starting Ex-mimbers. uh, You know, 2% uh, copper, 4% nickel, um, you know, sort of in that 30 gram range, starting nine meters down the hole for five meters, like decent grades and, and, you know, much more than what the 109 zone has been referred to as a low sulfide PGM zone. We knew it had some nickel and copper, but there's actually, you know, now we're interpreting it as a high grade structure that runs through or a high grade trend that runs through where you get this semi-massive to massive sulfide. And and so we started a second drill in april to drill some short holes you know sort of 25 to 50 meter long holes right near surface to better try to define this high grade trend and what we're seeing um, with the news release we had earlier this month is that yes we are hitting that semi-massive massive sulfide where we think it should be close to surface but it's not reflected in our current block model just because it wasn't well understood so in areas where we're intersecting you know 12 grams and in some cases you know 30 grams the block model is indicating you know five to eight grams right so we think that this with this uh, bulk sample we're looking at doing something in the range of 10 to 15,000 tons and we're still waiting on some additional um, assay results to come back before we truly decide on this shape and size of it but we'll be able to do with that is send that to a third-party mill and use that to reconcile against the block model and what our new interpretation is and see if we truly do understand how this hangs together and that'll really help us for future mine planning.
1: Right, okay. Cuz I think back back at the beginning of the year you had well you'd reinterpreted some data which you, which you bought along with the project and you raised a ton of money at the beginning of the year was it, wasn't eight, 18 million 18 million trying to change, right? Um, and obviously with the, with the kind of block modeling, trying to work out how this structure works. Is can you, I'm trying to help people understand what type of mine mining operation could this be? Because, you know, when it's 5 meters or 30 meters, it's, I, I get that it's super high grade, it's, it's great, but you're going to want to see it do what? what? What do you need to see this all body uh, morph into for you to be able to go, I think this thing can be economic? You a sense of that quite early. Yeah. If you understand that.
0: So... My answer to that, and this is my personal answer, we're working on a PA right now. But my understanding, having worked at multiple mines in Sudbury, have restarted old operations like Cring Hill in Sudbury before when I was with FNX Mining. I truly believe the deposit we have right now, the resource that we announced last November, the 31 million tons with over 16 million tons of open pit and about 14.5 million of underground, um, we do have a resource right now that I think can, you know, be create an economic mine plan from. Um, so it doesn't need to get bigger, but what we need to do is we need to understand so we can plan properly right. um, what size of equipment we're going to use, how big do the drifts need to be, you know, different mining methods. Uh, right now, most likely we're going to be using both mining methods for probably 90% of the mining that's going to be happening. Um, so long hole stoping, very similar to what most of the underground mining is in Sudbury. Um, there's also, we believe, you know, great opportunity to have an open pit component because there is a lot of mineralization right at surface, like where we're taking this bulk sample, that could be, you know, low cost mining, um, and you know, could be shipped to a third party mill or shipped to a future mill at Shakespeare, um, and could also, you know, add to the life of mine.
1: Okay, and so again, it's just I'm tree intrigued with some sub-hundred million dollar companies, how they kind of. Have- keep things advancing and, you know, whether they want to or not, what the strategies are. Like, is it just move things forward enough to kind of stay interesting because knowing that someone else is going to inherit the problem, the challenge ahead, financing it, actually doing it. But where are you taking this through to? You've got a bit of money in the bank at the moment, so where can you take this through to before you go and have to raise more capital to move things forward, to talk about getting into production? The, you know, the treadmill, that we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And that is the treadmill, right? And you hope that by the time the next raise comes, you're going to hit all these milestones. So your share price is higher, so and, you know, and that's what you want to do, right? Um, so, you know, that's a great question. And, you know, we have a couple options and, you know, the, the first option, this is very similar to what, you know, I experienced with FNX where you can do a lot of bootstrapping or if we're going to go in, we're going to start mining near surface. Um, we're going to go drive a ramp, mm. you know, and that's going to cost, you know, whatever, we'll we'll figure that out in the PEA, but, going to get down and start mining shallow the first levels we're planning on accessing ore mm-hmm. um, are very shallow like the 50 meter level and the 75 meter level is where we'll actually drift into ore mm-hmm. um, and again you know and I use ore as, as a loose term we'll drift in and test the mineralization Yeah. but you know that'll be shipped and that'll have some revenues that'll come from it um, and all those revenues can be used to then continue developing so with the money we have right now and and really we'd be looking at you know for our advanced exploration, you know, bulk sampling we'll be doing, um, we're planning on doing next year. Really, you know, we will have, you know, temporary infrastructure, trailers on surface, Mm -hmm. portable crushers. Um, So it won't have a big capex. We don't need to have a big capex if we do it in a bootstrapped approach. Now let's say the markets are, you know, much better than they are right now. And, you know, next Q1, let's say, we decide to, let's go out and raise some more money. Well, then we can really expedite things. And then, you know, it'll be a little faster pace and you won't be sort of staging the development underground. So we're going to look at both options. We have that ability with having high grade so close to surface. Um, you know, the the margin per tonne could be quite high. And this is some of what we'll determine with this bulk sample.
1: Okay. Thing. We talk about the macro another time because, you know, on our weekly nickel show, yeah. we, we talk about, you know, where price is going and i they will do uh-huh. a lot for you, small incremental nodes will do a lot for you, but you use the phrase bootstrapping, right? And I, that kind of makes me smile a little bit because I'm talking to a geologist, they get all excited and you're about, you know, drilling mm-hmm. and the possibilities and hope. If I talk to an engineer or moth builders, it's, they use basically the like bootstrapping because we want to know that this thing will work. Do you think you kind of lose a little segment of the audience by being so sort of fundamentals-driven? Um, is there a little bit of excitement or free some excitement from something that they, they could be looking at and going to know what? Well, like I understand why this these guys will win. No, look at that face. He's like no.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like there's lots going on. So with all the drilling we have, we're gonna have you know in excess of, of probably twenty thousand meters of drilling this year. We're well on our way to sort of Getting close to ten thousand already, mm-hmm. um, and a third drill starting up at Shakespeare. So there's going to be lots of we think potentially good news coming from the drill bit. Right. Um, you know, being able to actually show investors the, the semi massive massive sulfide it Is is like I need to show grades.
1: Or you say, well, actually, if I can understand how this thing, you know, comes has come together and how it sits and where on um, plan where we should go first. Is that more exciting to you because you know that that will affect the economics positively than putting out the sexy headlines? Here we go.
0: Well, you know, the sexy headlines are always, you know, will this matter or not? You know, is this a good press release? that the market's going to care about? Yeah. Or are they going to yawn and, you know, yeah. they'll sell down on it? Yeah. Um, you never really know. But what I do know is if we put a, a solid plan together and we got people on our team who are, you know, I've worked with before, I have utmost confidence in. Um, we put a solid plan together. We can execute um, with the resources that we have. Then, to me, that's that's a huge de risk and we don't see often in our industry. Uh, we're in a jurisdiction where you know we have so many knowns, mm-hmm. and, and in an industry of unknowns. And so, you know, the ability to get permits and build mines, and the, and the support from local communities, including the First Nations, and you know, understanding the geology. We got some of the best geologists have ever worked in Sudbury working on our team and you know they understand this stuff. So all of that I think is is a known. So we build a good plan based on that. We can execute it. And, you know, I think that will create that that catalyst, that driver where we're starting to create cash flow, positive cash flow that can be reinvested. And then the question will be, do we have to go back to the market? Mm-hmm. And maybe we will. And maybe it'll be to buy our next Crane Hill. Um because that's still part of our strategy is looking at other non-core assets in the Sudbury Basin, yeah. which would fit in well with our Shakespeare project, which has the permits to build a 4,500 ton per day mill. And we could potentially build that and have multiple streams of feed coming into it. Um, so, yeah, we may have to raise money in the future, but it'll be for a very good reason.
1: Right. And so pre-PEA, pre-pea what is looking into this going like look? This is not only super high capex nickel projects this is high grade quick low capex type project probably i know you can't say much pa hasn't come out is that, that that's what we're sort of listening to here
0: yeah this pa it's going to have a base case of of toll milling so yeah. selling ore to one of the two mills that are running in sudbury right now that. and and we're in the process of that so that in the next three months i hope to have that um, finalized so that we actually have definitive terms to, to ship, we'll call it ore, ship mineralization to, Mm -hmm. um, one of these plants. So, you know, that I think is, is really key to this whole strategy. And then, you know, from there it's, it's, you know, a lot of growth potential and, you know, with the, the diamond drills turning and, you know, we think a lot of footwall potential discovery, um, yeah, we can pull this off.
1: And do you think, you, the, and just wrapping up, quickly, I know you've got places to be, but um, do you think it makes sense to allocate more of your money to current assets? You talked about potentially maybe, you know, going out and looking at a bit of M&A at the moment, because it's, it's a funny market at the moment. I mm-hmm. think if you if you know what you're doing, know what assets are good and not so good, perhaps you can pick up some deals quite cheaply for future value creation. Mm-hmm. Right now, where's the value going, that's going to drive your share prices? Are just sticking to what you've got right now?
0: Well, I think in the short term, and I say short term, sort of the next, call it 12 months, I think, yeah, definitely, we have a lot of, of things we can do with the current assets that we have. We're still, uh, you know, we have a, an application we've submitted for the U.S. Department of Defense Title III program for Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, although we're doing some more drilling out of Shakespeare, it's actually on some regional targets that we think have some real good potential for new discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but really we're going to you know not push shakespeare too fast but at crane hill lots of exploration potential we believe we can start getting underground demonstrating that yeah we can build mines mm-hmm. we can do them successfully we can do them on budget and you know based on the drilling that we did in these short hole program and our better understanding we think some of this early mining um, that we're going to do is going to be much higher than what our block model is saying so i think that again is a real positive positive. and we start looking at You know, some of the grades when you're talking of, you know, nickel plus copper of 6% and, you know, plus 10 grams of PGMs, you start shipping that kind of material. That's pretty high margin and, uh, you know, could create some significant cash flow. So I think once, you know, the market really realizes that this is a real new producing high grade nickel project in Sudbury, um, I think we'll stand apart from from almost any of our peers. you see it? Great seeing you, Matt.
1: And the streets <laughs> and so, I mean, it's pretty busy out there, right?
0: Yeah, it's a great crowd. It's uh, a lot of energy. Yeah, energy.
1: And some, I guess, especially for you guys, um, you kind of go to U.S. Department representatives, and mm-hmm. as well as the kind of Canadian governments, provincial and, and, and federal. It's interesting to sort of see the government's actually starting to pay attention to mining.
0: It's—it's it's almost hard to believe. It's like, am I dreaming that? The governments care about mining all of a sudden, but it's fantastic. It's tremendous support.